House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres. Welcome back into the House of Mystery, and uh, we are going live here in the hot, hot street going on. Uh, Mr. Dave North Martino <laughs> at the movies is, is uh, sitting in as co-host today. I am here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not touching that one. So, how are the movies? <laughs> how are the movie things going? Are you starting to get reviews up there now? And yeah, going well. I have my first review up. We're going to ramp it up. Yeah, but you got to get some real negative ones, right? You got yeah, yes. that was a three star. You got to put yeah. some real one stars up there. People love one star, two star. Right now, people love that eight. I'm going to do that when I just yeah. hate on all the films. Yeah, just get and get the the ones that are most popular and put something really bad, and then you get people. That's a guy I'm ready at that right now. Yeah, then you get into big fights <laughs> with them online and call them names <laughs> and everything like that. You know, well, that'd be all Threat, part of the fun. Threaten them with your with one of your guns. <laughs> well, um, speaking of guns. Um, we've got we've got uh, the, uh, a writer from Texas, um, second one we've had this year. That's crazy. Um, now uh, the book that he's promoting, the new book, is called Texas Dead, and it's a Mackenzie Michaels mystery. And um, the author is our guest, William Gensberger. Thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Gensberger is that like cheeseburger? It's like cheeseburger. Actually, I used to tell people to spell it like hamburger because that was otherwise they'd butcher the name totally. You didn't, yeah. so thank you for that. I appreciate that. And what was the reference about the gun? Oh, <laughs> well, that's just Texas. You know, I I think of Texas as a gun state. Not not a not a bad thing. I'm just saying. I think of yes. You know, right. Um, I don't. I don't know. Although I keep seeing T-shirts <laughs> everywhere. They have uh, come and get it, but they have a picture of a cannon on it instead of a gun. Well, sure. everyone has a gun. You got to get bigger. Uh huh. Right. <laughs> so, size matters. Yep, that's true. Size matters. Bigger in Texas. <laughs> yeah, in certain certain places. It does. Yeah. Uh, well, so now this is the first time you've been on the show, and um, so how did you get into writing? Like, um, where did it come from for you? Um, I have probably always been writing in one form or another, and. Um, Growing up from about 1920, uh, I would write short stories and um, spend a lot of time emulating writers that I liked. But my parents didn't really encourage it too much. You can't make a living in that field. And so I sort of went into journalism and then started helping other writers and um, eventually decided, you know what, it's time. When you say it's time, it's usually, um, for me anyway, it was a point where you have to decide that you have something good enough. Mm Mm-hmm. To write, and also where you have to be kind of a certain amount of, of bravery there to put something out where, right. uh, you know, without because there's a lot of rejection. In, oh, absolutely, and I, and there was no shortage of stuff to write. I had binders full of things, but um, in trying to make a living, I would do other jobs. Uh, journalism was one. I used to also have a, a publishing company helping other writers. Um, Books and Pieces magazine I did for a number of years where I interview writers and we'd have everything from tips and um, but you're right there's a lot of bravery that has to go into actually putting it out there because if you're not going to get if you're not expecting you're going to get rejected then you're probably deluding yourself yeah and I think that's sort of a I think a lot of people um, are taking the easy way too right because you can just self-publish on Amazon and and not worry about it um, you know. Yeah, I don't know that that's so much easy anymore because if you look, the number of things on Amazon are, I mean, there's an endless amount of them and most of them are pretty bad. Um, so I think it's not necessarily easy anymore because you have to compete against everything else out there as opposed to somebody critiquing you and telling you that, yeah, I like it or I don't like it. Yeah, no. Well, and I'm not saying they sell or anything because quite no. often they don't, right? You know, there's self-made right. copies and and all that. But a lot of people just kind of do it, thinking that. Oh yeah, sure. But it know. pollutes your chances too. I mean, you, you're up. It's like standing in a crowd of people. You have to have some way to uh, to stand out a little differently. Yeah, yeah. You have to do something differently. So, mm-hmm. what is it that you do that's different? 
Um, well, I've done a lot. My, a lot of my background, too, is also advertising, uh, graphic design and stuff. So I try to be creative. I try to be silly. I try to be funny. Um, I'll try to uh, look at angles on things that people don't generally look at. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm not ashamed or worried about giving stuff away. I mean, it's, it's it, it, everything is about exposure, and the more exposure you get, the better off you are. And ultimately, the judge is going to come down to the person that reads the book and says, "Yeah, that's pretty good," or "Eh, could have done without that." Yeah, I guess that's that's pretty much says it all. Um, yeah. Do, do, so when you write a book, mm-hmm. how do, how do you get your idea for the book? It seems like you have. You go all over the place here. Um, so where do yeah. they come from for you? I, I, I'm i notorious eavesdropper. Um, I like to go when I'm out at restaurants. I tend to eavesdrop on everybody's conversations. I like to watch people's mannerisms and characterizations and to see what they do and try to guess things about them, um, often probably highly inaccurate but usually amusing. Um, and then from there, either a character or a story idea will generate. Um, that's not where they only come from. Maxie in the book, uh, uh, Texas Dad, uh, she's been around for a while as an idea. She's been floating, and I, I had her general idea, which I got from somebody sitting in a restaurant about four or five years ago, um, who now will probably sue me. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was me. It was me. I was sitting next to you. Um, but I like that. I just like the, the I like the fact I had a bit of a kick-ass female detective, and it was like question for a long time is what to do with her. Um, and so ultimately, you know, once I answered that question, then I could get on with actually writing the book. And then it developed from there. So, But as far as ideas, they come from everywhere. I mean, you should – most writers are uh, pretty observant, I think. You tend to watch people more than um, – you're more of an introvert than an extrovert. Right. Um, right. So you tend to pick up on a lot of characterizations. Right. And so, I'm also so, a smartass too, so it helps. Yeah, yo, I, oh God, yeah, I, I've lived my oh, life. I said that. I, swore, I said I wasn't going to swear. Oh, that's lightweight. Um, <laughs> there's a couple of words you can't say. That's not one of them. Nah, my my kid will hit me from behind if I do that. Well, it, yeah. So that's interesting. But when you um, when you say you come up get these ideas, so you're the guy sitting in the uh, restaurant that's all by himself, that's listening to other people. No, not necessarily by myself. Oh, I mean, you, you don't know who you're with. <laughs> no, but you know, you're in an airport. You're in an airport waiting for a plane. You're in a restaurant waiting for your meal. You're in a bar. You're in a, anything. Even in a group setting, you're chatting with somebody who's totally boring, and you're noticing somebody in the corner of the room, uh, the way they move, the way they talk, the way they look, just little little things. Because that's what you wind up putting in your book. It kind of makes the the character more real. Is the little tiny nuances. Anybody can do dialogue, but you've got to be able to sit down and make that, that character come to life. What is it you look for, Brett? You know, because, I mean, uh, when you have characters, like, let's say, in your, mm-hmm. in your newest book, like Texas Dead, yeah. um, so your characters, first of all, where do they come from before that? Or is it just that you actually see someone and, and develop a character by watching their moves? Um, yes and no. Um, Maxie, as I said, I was from a restaurant, um, and but I didn't know quite what to do. I saw mannerisms, expressions, and just a little bit of dialogue. Um, and it struck me as a dynamic enough characterization that I knew I wanted to use it. Um, so mostly I'm looking for subtleties, I think you could probably say. Um, people, if you think about people that stick out in your mind. Let's say a movie you've watched and you love the, the character. What is it about the character you liked? A lot of times it's the way that they talk, they drawled, or maybe it's some kind of an eye expression or a mannerism. Those are the things that kind of stick out to you the most. Um, the plot's got to be good, obviously, and, and you, it's got to keep your interest, but I think it's the smaller details that really cement themselves, that make an audience, whether it's a reader or a moviegoer, really uh, find an affinity with these people. Yeah, yeah, or what they look like naked. Ah, um. uh, that could be pretty. That's a hard. That's that's a whole. That's a horror theme, isn't it? On that subject, now I've, I've solved the TSA crap at the airport. Is you just make everybody go through naked. Yeah. You don't need that detector, right? Right. Nobody would fly. <laughs> it sure got down on flights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, or well, there'd be a few, but the ones that would fly, you wouldn't want to fly. Yeah. Um, well, that's. Uh, but how much of yourself are you putting into this character then? 
Um, this character, nothing. She's she's a female detective. She's staunch Texan, very uh, kick-ass, no uh, no BS, um, but a uh, nice uh, sort of a cynical, uh, snarky side, which is which comes across. I hope. Um, not much of me in there, other than um, maybe some views of how people should behave or have you know in in little side commentary about something um uh i'm trying to think of an example i can give you but um like she doesn't put up with stuff with people she if you don't like her tell her you don't like her if you do like her tell her you do like her don't sit there and and be wishy-washy because she doesn't like that so maybe that's part of me i don't like that either i like i'd rather you just tell me you hate my guts i might ask you why but i'd rather know it than have to decipher it Right, right. So it does sound like there's a little bit of you in there. I just um, in that regard, yeah, yeah. There was usually. Well, something... no, I'm not as. I would wish I was more like her. I mean, I wish I was more kick-ass than her. <laughs> I, I still try to try to you know watch out for people's feelings a little bit, but not well, too much. not too much. Not too much. There's no. too much of that going around. I was going to say it's starting to sound like you, you know, but I. Yeah. Um, so is that maybe your your underlying subtext? Like when you say the little side comments on you sort of how people should act, do you kind of put that in the book throughout um, as kind of a subtext besides the story that you want people to, to take away from it? Mm, interesting concept. Um, yeah, possibly. Possibly. I mean, it, it happens to match with the characterizations in there. Um, if it didn't, I probably wouldn't, but then again, yeah. I might not write it that way. So maybe I think this, uh, that's a, probably a good observation. I think you, you, a writer wants to have, I, I think you're saying something as a writer, whether you're doing so overtly or not. Um, but again, you don't want to hit people over the head with a big stick. It's got to be, it's got to be a fun read. Um, it's got to be a, a good read that you walk away from and go, yeah, I really like this and, and not dwell on, Oh, he said this point And I don't agree with that. Um, Right, right. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, it's not, it doesn't, you don't want it to be too obvious um, or you'll get called man. No, not preachy, not preachy, and right. it's got to be tied in. It's got to be relevant to the character. I used to do a lot of spec screenplays, and they always used to say, if there's a gun on the wall, it has to be used by the third act. Um, and I think that's the same thing with any of those comments. It really has to be tied into the character, otherwise it's pointless to put it in there. Absolutely. Do you... Um do you hear your characters in your head? Like, I hear voices. <laughs> that's, well, that's the running joke. Um, there's medication for that. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I think they'll send it, too. To <laughs> but do you have an inner monologue? Do you hear your characters? Um, is it more images or, or, or symbols that you're, that you're trying to transcribe um, in the story? How does that work? I, I do hear the characters. Um, usually it takes a little while. You have to, once you get started... Probably by the time you get to about page 20 or 30, they sort of evolve a little bit by themselves, and you're actually second-guessing what you're putting because you're going, the character's not going to say that. For example, um, Kobe, who's her uh, uh, partner in the book, doesn't use contractions um, when he speaks. He just speaks measuredly. And so I'm writing, and then it's like, no, 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 it's a contraction. Darn it, it's a contraction. <laughs> and I go through the book now in editing, and it's like, ah, oh. he said, can't, can't do that. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. So, yeah, I do hear them, um, and sometimes it's confusing, but mm. and there's medication for that, too. Yes. <laughs> so, so you're all hearing voices. I don't know. Yeah. We're all nuts. Yeah. yeah. Especially well, at happy hour. <laughs> which is all day. <laughs> <laughs> no, if that was true, you'd never write. Well... You'd be going, oh, yeah, I feel pretty good. We'll do this tomorrow. <laughs> that, that's Dave. There we go, David. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, right drunk and it's sober. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, but so, okay, listen. So I have to say this. So what do you feel? How, what kind of relationship do you have with your characters? And I, and I ask that because so many of the fiction writers I talk to say things like, uh, if they're like my family, they're like my kids, they're, you know, they, they have all these relationship concepts that they, they talk about the characters in their book. Mm. Um, is that how it is for you too? Uh, I, I think you, you, you either like or you hate your characters. Uh, the, the, the principles in this book, I like them. They would be the kind of people, if I went out in a social setting, that I would probably like to hang out with and talk to. 
Right. Um, they, I'm not endeared to them. Uh, like I, I don't have any qualms about killing one of them in the next book. <laughs> oh, did I say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> that, no, not a plot slip. But, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, you, you, obviously you have to have a certain emotional connection to your characters in order to really do them justice. But, um, but it's not one of those, yeah, I'm going to have to write another 30 books because uh, this is like my, 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 uh, my sister or girlfriend or whatever, and if I don't write it, I'm going to now be alone in life. No, not like yeah. that. Yeah, so you're not like in the basement having sex with your... <laughs> <laughs> the blow-up doll comes Thursday. Yeah. No. <laughs> and then yeah, you come Friday. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. singer, singer. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. You are. Um, that's your show. You're going to be terrible. Well, you. you know, that's, that's what they love about me or hate about me, which I like, too. <laughs> yeah. I'm equal. I'm, yeah, i got to have fun. Well, but but that's – so do you take people – so if, if – okay. I asked this one because the very first fiction writer I ever interviewed, uh, J.D. Horn, mm -hmm. um, said um, that if he was out in a store or out in a – restaurant lineup or something's going on and someone is really rude, cuts them off, says something bad, he'll turn that person into a character and then kill them in his book. <laughs> I, and, and I found that really, in, I, I love that actually. It's, it's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I, I love that he was so open about it and just like, yeah. Hey, and he, you know, he's a bestseller. He's done all yeah, these yeah. big books. So um, do, do you do the, the problem same thing? With that, the problem with that is if you did that, there would be nobody left in the world. <laughs> Yeah, but you know you can write few, quite a few books. To, it's going to take forever to kill off everyone. I yeah no I, I'm not like that. I, here's why because I it, it, well not, if there was somebody rude that was rude in a different or semi unique way that stood out as oh that's clever or something like that maybe overly sarcastic rather than just rude, I might I might steal that bit um, but rudeness is a dime a dozen. And so there's nothing really memorable about it. And there really is no shortage of people that, you know, you come across in your daily life that you, I don't have enough room to write. Right. Um, there's just yeah. too many of them. So yeah. I'm more interested in the quirky ones. I'm more interested in people that stand out. Um, somebody, for example, who looks shy or acts shy and then comes out with a sarcastic zinger. Now, that's the person that's got my interest. Um, because there's more boiling there under the surface that's more interesting, and I want to more I want to learn more about that than I do about somebody that's just overtly one way or the other way. Right. There's usually something smarter or sharper about the person that does that. Well, and, and there's certainly a lot more in terms of uh, biological background, history, personality, personal history, things that have happened to them in their lives. Yeah. Um, uh, introverted. I mean, I, I I consider myself an introverted person, but I'm not. I mean, I can sit down and you know, in in settings and feel totally comfortable and blurt out the most inappropriate and sarcastic things, um, <laughs> as we've done. Um, but uh, you certainly have. I certainly have. Thank you. Um, I'm proud of it, Dan. Um, <laughs> but but you know, I don't. Also, at the same time, the flip side is I don't like being the center of attention. So there's a dichotomy, and yeah, that sounds totally crazy because here I'm talking to you, and I've done other stuff, and um, it's not um, necessarily a great ego boost as much as it's it's part of what I do. So, um, but I'm looking at that from a personality point of view. So I'll meet I'll meet a lot of people that come across that are either very very loud and very insecure, or the other way around, and they're very interesting usually. Hmm. You, you you based the story. Um on kind of a murder, you know, um, Corpus Christi, series of murders, um, shot in the Kind of a murder. Head. <laughs> <laughs> There's like tons of murders in this book, man. <laughs> yeah, no, we start, we start after uh, there's a series of murders that have happened, and then the story really revolves around the one that starts on the first line of the first page, um, which is different than the others, um, and sort of draws in a couple of extra characters uh, without giving away too much. Um, but there, that's the different murder, and that sort of leaves everything, and it keeps building as they keep finding more and more bits and pieces along the way, and it becomes quite threatening to them. Well, well where, do, where does that come from for you? Like, do you, do you, is it from news stories or some, some sort of killings and something? Is there something, or is it you just like the mystery? 
Well, they're generally crime is on the uptick. Uh, most cities tend to have quite a bit more nowadays than they used to. Um, it was a necessary device to get to the one murder that I really wanted to focus on. Um, actually, there are more than one in this book that I that happened, but it all starts with the one. Um, yeah, from the news, but not, mostly it was a matter of she's trying to solve this mystery, and she meets um, a relative of the victim who is a reporter, and he wants to solve this mystery. And then you start getting all the backstory. And, and one of the things that really jumps out is that you will learn a lot about these characters. And I think that's the, the biggest strength in the book is that I've, I've had comments from readers who said, yeah, I started reading it and I wasn't sure if I liked it or not. So I put it down and then I found I had to pick it up again. And I'm like, well, that's interesting, but why? And eventually, by the time they got halfway through the book, they said, I, just, I couldn't resist the characters. I had, to watch, I had to keep reading to find out what happened to these people. So, um, so this, the, the murder part might come from um, uh, news headlines and you know, stuff like that, but I think the rest of it's driven by the characters. I also wonder, too, uh, speaking of you know, murders and some of the heaviness of that, you also infuse your work with humor. Yeah. And I was wondering how you, how you balance that out um, in the narrative. Well, again, it comes back down to the characters. The two characters, uh, Maxie and Kobe, the two detectives, uh, have been detectives together for quite a while. And like any pairings of people, professional or otherwise, you tend to develop a little bit of a, a pattern over time and uh, makes it easy to be you know, quipping back and forth. Like, well, she has a, she has a little fun thing she does with him where she accuses him of the murder. Um, and he basically sits there and he, he knows it's coming and he knows it's pointless for him to resist. <laughs> and she interrogates him and she says, well, where were you at nine o'clock? And he goes, uh, you know where I was. And she goes, no. And, and basically <laughs> he says, I was playing poker with you on your deck. And she goes, yeah, but you left it. You left at nine thirty. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so there's a lot of quips like that. And so the characters, mm -hmm. you, you get into their relationships because it takes away from the brevity of everything else. Mm -hmm. uh, and I think you need to have that because, it, again, it goes back to the added realism making these characters true to life. Well, it's that, it, so when, 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 it's, when they say it's a fast-paced, exciting book, mm -hmm. it's not that, not that there's a lot of, uh, you know, action and killing and beating up and all that. You're talking about more the, um, the development of the characters that makes it exciting. Yeah, one of the things that's my, one of my pet peeves, I know it's a necessity for, for authors, so nobody slam me down later, um, but when you read a book, <laughs> You you get into it. Oh, this is great. And then you go to the next chapter, and it's something totally boring that you have no interest in, and you just want to flip the damn pages so you get to the next part where that story continues, right? Right. TV's like that, too. Just when it's getting good, they give you some backstory of the butler coming to clean the kitchen or whatever. <laughs> I don't do that in this book. Um, so when I say fast paces, you're going to continue along. And it's not that everything's going at high speed, but... I'm not interrupting you with unnecessary stuff that's going to detract from you continuing to read. If I did, if I did put the other stuff in there, the book could probably be about 600 pages. Well, that's just too long. <laughs> well, aside from that, but it's also why. Unless it's relevant to what's happening in, a, in, a, in a, the gun on the wall. Unless it's relevant, I don't want to slow you down. I want you to enjoy this, and I want you at the end of it to go, gee, I want more. I don't want you to say, oh, yeah, that was perfect. I, I'm good now, thanks. No, it's like, when's the next one? Hmm. So, so. Do, so do you ever look back at, at your earliest writing, or do you ever look back at your old writing and decide you'd, you'd change it or write it differently? I think I burned most of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I actually, in college, had given a, co a copy to a friend of mine who was also a writer, and she kept it. <laughs> I destroyed it. <laughs> And she kept it and gave it back to me, and I had to destroy it all over again. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I think as you, your writing style evolves as you get older and as you write more. Um, and, and uh, yeah, certainly, absolutely, you want to change it, but why would you? It's done. Um, it's, it's in the past, and, you know, it is what it is. 
I have a book out before this one called Distant Rumors, which is um, an anthology of 16 different stories about life and death, um, different genres, too, within the book. And, um, you know, there are a couple in there. It's like, yeah, I could have done that differently, but it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can always put them in the bathroom, and if they run out of toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. That's what I always The way Price of Wood is going, that might not be a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, they keep clearing out all the toilet paper, too, at the store. There you go. Just buy That's some, it, yeah. Buy some, some of Ginsburg's books. Comes with a comes with a free spindle. Yeah, that's right. Uh, that's a good idea. Now we're getting there. There you go. You see, promise for the future. There. Yeah, soft cover. Mm -hmm. um, so, this is, is, when you write books like Homo Idiotis, Homo Idiotis was a collection of editorials that were in a newspaper um, over a bunch of years, and sarcastic but um, interesting observations about life. Um, like, for example, why in, in men's bathrooms, how they're discriminatory towards tall men because all the urinals are, like, floor level. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they were just editorials for a newspaper, and they were, you know, they were pretty spot on, I think. Like, um, one's one, of the, one of the ones in there is called Didn't I See You in Cops? And that came about because everywhere I went, I kept hearing people, oh, yeah, my cousin Joey's getting out of prison next week. And everybody seemed to think it was, like, a really good thing. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought it's going to be a game show, right? Did I see you on Cops? <laughs> well, you were also talking about uh, writing some nonfiction. Do you consider yourself a uh, natural novelist, natural short fiction writer? Is, is there one that you like to write over the other? Um, for speed, short, short is better. But I think mm -hmm. novels are, at the end, they're a lot more difficult and a lot more intricate, and you have to keep track of some of the craziest details. Um, but I think they're a lot more satisfying at the end when you get to the end and you, you know, after the editing and the polishing and everything else is done. Um, I think the novel form is much more satisfying. Mm -hmm. Um, but short stories are, are good for, um, doing a wide variety of, of topics and just entertaining yourself in that, you know, for a very short period of time. Um, and a lot of lot of authors like Andy Weir, I mean, they do short yeah. stories. I don't know if you've ever read Andy Weir's The Egg. It's a fantastic little short story about yet. a man who dies and thinks he goes to heaven and he finds out <laughs> the meaning of life. I won't tell you more. Go look it up. It's actually pretty good. Yeah, and I don't know. I I, th I think by and large the novel is the better format. Plus, from an income point of view, I think you yes. know, once you've, you've got a bunch under your belt, then you, you've got a little bit more coming in. Nobody really wants to pay for short stories so much. Yeah. So, yeah, that's true. Well, but it's not an easy process. Not, not writing a novel is complicated. Mm. I found one of my weaknesses is uh, I had to develop a whole new system of keeping track of, uh, of time and also what uh, some of the characters had. For example, um, I would say, oh, yeah, so they, we did this yesterday. And a friend of mine who's also a best-selling author, J.C. Ryan, um, he would look over my notes and he'd go, no, 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 that was the day before yesterday. <laughs> like, oh, darn, yeah, I thought it just had, yeah. And then I'd have the characters driving in the wrong cars, like the bad guy's driving one car and the detective's <laughs> driving one car, and I'd make slip up. And So I had to come up with a way to make sure I could keep track of all these little details. And you don't want to repeat yourself either in a lot of the statements that they make. So, Yeah. yeah. I think I saw just I just saw one of your movies last night. It was really... They kept making uh, mistakes. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, I was in a movie. I, um, okay. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, See, I knew you, I could catch you off guard with that one. <laughs> was that the rated R triple X or what? No, no, no. That was, that was later. <laughs> um, no, I was. Uh, and the only reason I'm, I even say it is because I actually have solo screen time in the finished product, so that was kind of nice. Um, no, the original Red Dawn in 1984. Oh, really? Yeah, I have 15 seconds on the screen. Wow. Waving a, I was dressed as a Russian, <laughs> waving a flag. So. Fully clothed, mind you. you. Oh, yeah. well, then what's the point? Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, you, so you must have just got you, the chicks chasing you then. Uh, no. <laughs> no? No? No big lineups? No, no big... No, it, it doesn't really work that way. They're throwing themselves at you? Yeah, no, they they do throw themselves at all the actors, but um. <laughs> I mean, but, but you were a Russian. 
well, I was a Russian, but back then nobody really cared. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's too bad. Should have yeah, it up. I, I mean, if, he had been, if it had been a nude flick, maybe. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, that depends, too, right? Yeah, that's true, true, yeah. You know, it's just, it depends what angle they get you at. I am still owed a, what is it, 14 minutes and 45 seconds, I think. Well. <laughs> 15 minutes of fame. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Everybody, everybody's got to have it. Well, you know, it, it, it's the day of that, right? I mean, yeah. social that's media. I mean, well, I know. That's why I'm counting on this. How long we've been talking? I'm counting on making that up here. <laughs> well, get going. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, <laughs> get going. Well, you know, yeah. get on yeah. video. We'll record it and we'll put it out there and you'll be a star. There you go. You know. And it's on your when you post this, you're going to be putting up those pictures you talked about. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, you, you, I'm not you, worried. <laughs> <laughs> uh, got you with Brad Pitt there. Uh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Brad Pitt or Brad's Pitts? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you end up in one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I set that one up pretty good. Did you? look to other writers or do you look to uh, something else? I thought you were my main influence. <laughs> oh, hardly. Okay. Uh, no, uh, why? <laughs> you, you, no, no. Uh, you can mail it. I'll give you the address to mail that check to. Um, yeah. No, a wide range. I, I, I think in terms of quirkiness and looking at uh, Philip K. Dick, I mean, was to me... The reality, you know, sci-fi, what is, uh, and everybody knows Philip K. Dick these days, Man in the High Castle, Total Recall, Blade Runner. Um, and um, for nonfiction, just a wide, wide range, um, including um, uh, Daniel Silva. I mean, I, I'll read, I'll go into a bookstore, I'll actually go into a bookstore, um, and read the first page of a book and if I like the way it looks in terms of the style and the way it flows I'll read the book oh so you're the guy that goes in and, and <clears throat> bends those up pages. all the books just yeah. reads the page and then <laughs> and puts it back and eats that's chocolate. right and leaves his business card for his book in there on the first yeah. page yeah <laughs> I, I can see that and yeah, I, yeah. I, I wondered who did that I know yeah well, so, you, so you like true stories then Ah, uh, yes and no, I like making stories up. I have a whole lot of science fiction ones I hope to get to one of these days. Um, but uh, you can only do so much. So I've got to finish the second book in in this series, which is called American Dead, which will be out in September, which is going to be actually pretty action-packed because I don't need to really develop the characters as much. Um, you'll know the characters, so I can really up, amp the plot up, which I have. And I, and I will tell you it involves celebrities, um, a world leader and terrorism. Ooh. So. But you, so is it modern time that like you're, you're covering, you're kind of making it happen today in today's day? This one is, yeah. Yeah. Do you, so how, how do you deal with things that are going on, like the pandemic and, and <clears throat> the outrage and all the stuff going on? You know, like how do you, how do you deal with that or do you just stay away from it? That's a really good question. I thought a lot about that one. By the time I, I didn't include it in there, I subtly may have referenced it, but not by name. And the reason is at some point, like the pet rock, I think it's going to be not a topic of conversation. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's like watching actors on TV. Should they all be wearing masks since we have a pandemic going on? And then we were reflecting reality that way. It's like, you know, I think keep the entertainment forms entertainment. Right. Well, no, yeah, I would say it would be really hard to, you know, because we don't really know where it's going, right? There's no, it's not like we're looking back 50 years and we kind of see what happens. <clears throat> so that, well, we have a little bit of a history in terms of other other things like this that have happened. I mean, somewhere down the line, it'll be replaced by something else. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, we were obsessed with what happened to TWA, um, and everybody was talking about flying in a different way, but. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think it's. I, I just think it's simpler to just focus on. You've created this this scenario. You create the world. You sort of leave out the bits that don't really work too well for you. Yeah. Well, like the kid that, that was in the news swimming in the pool with the mask on last week. 
you know, you're you're right into the news, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know these are memes. That, these are memes that come across, and I mean, yeah. I like some of them. I just have to laugh because it's it defies description. Yeah. So it's kind but, of a, actually, I've seen you on Facebook. You you post a few. Yeah, oh, I, that's uh-huh. what I do. I want right. them to roll their eyes and go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, there are a few good ones. I saw a couple today. So. Yeah, I, I try. I want people to smile. <laughs> yes, you have to. I mean, really, it's otherwise it's on social media. Yeah, yeah, and there's a lot of that. There's enough of that. Too uh, much of it. Yeah, I don't need to be that. Um, no. There's, there, you know, Dave's on there. If you want some really nasty scary. Well, that's why I appreciate your oh. format here where it's, 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 you know, the only thing missing is a drink. Well, that, that would be if we were in the studio, but, you know, yeah. since the pandemic, I've been uh, not in the studio. I don't know if uh, it will be back this year, to tell you. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's kind of mixed. Um I hear back and forth, but I'm sort of thinking that uh, it won't happen, you know. Yeah. You know, we'll see. Everybody seems to be adapting to that. Yeah. yeah. It's actually better because I don't have to see people in person, and especially uh, <laughs> just like me, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the thing, no, some, you know, because we do a lot of people that have, have been on TV and do different shows, and they, they do – two seasons, you know, where they come through twice a year and they're just promoting the latest thing they do, and it's all sort of very rehearsed. Yeah. And I I sort of not really thrilled, you know, you get these lists of what you're allowed to ask and what you're not allowed to ask and all this sort of stuff, and it's just, uh, you know, so this is actually kind of nice in a way. Yeah, I I agree with you. And there shouldn't be any restrictions, I think. You you can have a conversation, have a conversation. Yeah, well, you know, we get to know you, and... uh, and about your uh, your pussy. I know, and you got you got all those <laughs> pictures. I know. <laughs> well, I was going to say that I have a cat that runs my life yep. as well. I know it's in your bio. Oh and yeah. I was actually looking for some advice. Do you have any tips on how to get work done and stuff? Because I have a cat right now <laughs> trying to get into, into my uh, my private studio here. <laughs> oh no, mine mine doesn't doesn't climb on my work, but uh, she demands <laughs> attention at certain times of the day, and she plays fetch. She's really a she's more of a dog than a cat, but. It reminds me of the old Johnny Carson uh, joke about the pussy. <laughs> when you brought that up, when uh, uh, have you heard that one? Oh no, I'm not that I don't old. Remember. Okay, I guess many men. And I, again, I don't know if this is fact or not. This has been out there, but I guess when uh, Zsa Gabor went on the Tonight Show and brought her cat along, and anyway, you can fill in the rest as far as what he had to say. <laughs> and I think she sued him, and he, she was never back on the show after that. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you were diverging, and I thought, oh, where's he going with that? No, never. Yeah. You never know. No. no. You're too smart. Hey, I have a good idea for you, though, if you really uh, – and I've started doing this with friends of mine. If you can't get out, and especially when they're in different areas. But you do uh, the live video or FaceTime, Zoom, or whatever at happy hour time, and everybody has a drink, and you basically sit doing what we're doing right now, Yeah. and everybody can watch each other drinking. <laughs> the next best thing to be in there not only that but you don't have to buy them any booze yeah you don't have to worry about someone leaving you with the check that too yeah so, <laughs> so when, when you're writing during the pandemic and during all these weird things going on does it affect your writing no no you don't no. think it seeps into it like uh, it does, doesn't make you feel dark or upset you're just sort of happy and well no I, I didn't I didn't think about it that way it it, it took me away from the here and now and into the there and what I'm doing, which was a good thing. So I, I, it was a pretty carefree zone. Yeah. And it's not like I'm not giving uh, gruesome murder descriptions. It's not like that kind of a book. Um, so it's not a dark place. Um, so it was a good, it was a good escape. Re- reviews. What? It, how do you deal with reviews? Like, what do you think of social media, and um, the ability for people to say anything they want? Really, um, I don't have a problem with freedom of speech, but I'll tell you, I have a problem with anonymity. Um, every el- everything else in my life that I do, I have to register, sign up, take a course, show you my license, whatever. <clears throat> social media is just one of the few places anybody can say anything because they're hidden. And I think people say things a lot more freely hidden than they would if their identity was there. 
um, because you always, you know, in the same way, you won't go up to a person on the street and just curse them out to their face and, because there's going to be retribution, right? There's going to be blowback on that. Um, so I think that's the downfall of social media. I think if, if it was more, if, if you were there as a registered person, I think it would be a lot more, I don't yeah. know, what's the word, uh, pleasant. Yeah, similar. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, yeah, because, okay, I don't mind somebody coming on and, and telling me I didn't like your book and I thought the character sucked and you did a bad job. That's fine by me. Everybody's entitled. You know, you're not going to please everybody. But if you've got some schmuck who's anonymous and he's sitting there and he comes out with that and every other comment under the sign is just for the point because he wants to be an idiot and, and you know, yeah. then to me that's, that's a total waste of everybody's time. Yeah. Do you ever get those car warranty phone calls? Yeah, oh, no, actually, I well, I never answer my phones. So you never I, answer your phone. No, uh, no, I've given up. Yeah, you know, you know, what's the point? Right, you you can't you can't fight it. I mean, it's it's a non-slot, and where they have uh, endless opportunity to sit there, and they're bored, and probably in the parents' basement, and it's like, oh, I'm going to go after him today. Yeah, they're in the basement um. with your cat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and and oh, you my know. cat, their cat. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're in the basement with their with their pussy, listening, yes. hearing voices, and, yes. and they're going to write to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, see, in the old days, they used to have to put it, used to have to put it in an envelope and put a stamp on it, right? <laughs> well, exactly. It was too much work. That's right, and money. Well, there's also a lot of people like I have a lot of people that follow that send me uh, messages a couple of times a week and mm. to tell me how much they really despise me. Mm. And and they love the show. Yeah, and and it's uh, I I didn't realize that you would do that on a regular basis. You know, like I. Because so they want to be they want to be VIP members. I guess because like um, to me, if I hear a show and I think this is really awful or read yeah. a book, I just don't buy that person right. anymore. Or listen, I just turn the channel. You know, right, you're watching. Right. You know something on TV, and it's like, oh, this is terrible. Uh, this, yeah. must, this, this must be a Ginsberger book, and, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and you flip the channel, right? Yeah, I mean, but people, sometimes that's the only validation people have in their life. I mean, you know, Darwin, yeah. Darwin. <laughs> yeah, more about himself, right? More well, there's nothing else in their life. I mean, to them, there's, that's the only measure of satisfaction they get is by being a, a total prick to somebody else. Yeah. So it, it, so when you're – do you ever have writer's block or do you ever sort of get to where – do you have to be in a certain mood to write or can you just do it any time? Um, when the bottle is empty and I have to go get another one. Uh, <laughs> if you can still – No, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't get a block. I might, I might get stuck on something in terms of what am I going to do, in which case I'll just switch and do something different. Um, I, I think like a, it's like anything else, doing is the important part. You keep writing, right? whether you write a journal entry, write a letter, write a short story, scribble in a notebook. But the act of doing, I think, frees you up because it's a mood. It's a moment in your emotional, you know, week, and it's yeah. But can you can you separate it from what's going on in your life? So you know, the pand pandemic doesn't matter. You don't mm -hmm. care about anybody else, right? But um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but when you when something's going on, wow. you know your, your cat's sick, your cat throws up. Yeah, you know, yeah, and it's yeah, like yeah. I, I mean, are, I'm just saying though. No, no, it's something. The heck with COVID, my cat's yeah, got a hairball. She's got my cat. Oh my god. You yeah. know, but uh, she got a nail cut. No, but if you um, what I'm saying is there's something that's emotional to you. Can you? How can you set? Can you separate that and still sit down and do writing? Because or do you even do that? Do you just kind of do it at whenever, at will, or do you organize your time? No, I mean, I, I uh, you write regularly, and usually the same kind of time. But I'll, I'll also mix and match. Like I might go to the gym, and then I'll go find a coffee shop, sit down and write for a bit. Or um, I find writing in my car, ironically, is very uh, productive. I don't know why, but um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, maybe when I'm, you know, curving on all those people. But um well, if you're driving through the park and you see yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the camera, you yeah. yeah, you never know. You know. I've heard about guys like you, right? I mean, hey, baby, you want to come give me some info? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I could see no, that. You know. I, yeah, no, I think, I think you, you, like anybody else, you know, you got to, any job, you have a good day and you have a bad day, right? right. But what do you do when you have a bad day? You don't come into work? 
now yeah. I guess they do. I guess they don't nowadays, but right. um, mental health day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. But no, I mean, you suck it up and you, you, you just you, you find a way to get around it. And I just find that inaction is the worst thing you can do because, you know, it's going to just drag it on. Yeah, that's so true. when you have a cold, you want to sit down and go, oh, I feel terrible. Then you can have your cold for like seven, eight days. Mm. Get up and do stuff. Yeah. Go out to the park. Go out to the park. <laughs> <laughs> a few bottle and... Yeah. No, no, actually, with the cold, what you want to do is you want to go in a crowded <laughs> place. No, you go in a crowded room and you, you talk to people because once you've spread that germ, you feel so much better. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is true, isn't it? Hey, did I tell you about my contest? No, I think I did. Hey, I did no, tell you about the... No, oh. come on. Tell, well, tell the listeners because they're, they're the ones that okay. right? Well, I wasn't sure if I did already. Uh, anyway, we're having a contest. It's going to start probably next week. And... Book two is well underway. It's called American Dead. It'll come out in September. And I'm going to uh, just be doing a, dra a drawing. You just enter, and four people are going to be picked to be themselves in the next book. I will interview them so I get all the nuances about their personality uh, correct, so their friends and family will recognize them. Um, and they will interact with the primary characters in the book. So it won't just be like, oh, here's your name. It'll be an actual scene that they're in. Um, so that's coming up. I think that should be fun. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I you know, just thought about this. So when when those four people, whoever they are, if, <clears throat> when they win, yes, are you worried that they'll put on a bit of a show for you when you interview? Uh, um, no, because I kind of know how to talk to people and get info out of them. And whatever, you know, I'm looking for details about just certain things that other family members and friends would recognize, like, you know, Brian picked his nose at a party last week. Something that, <laughs> you know, will get you to stand out. That's your 15 seconds of fame right there. Um, but it is what it is. I mean, if somebody wants to, you know, make stuff up, I guess I don't have much control about that. But Well, you should do it in secret. <laughs> <laughs> Go enter There's their such life. a thing these days. Oh, yeah, you know, enter their life without them realizing it, you know. Stand outside the window and watch yeah. their mannerisms and get character nuances. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. I know where lay, you're going with this. <laughs> yeah, lay in their cell. Or, you know, just hang out in the park. You'll do it. There you go. Right, right. Right. Well, we've heard that. Um, uh -huh. So where do people come find you? Where, where are you? Um, uh, you have like a, a, a website or Grindr yes. account? Tinder? No. Account, <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, you know, it's a free market. You know, if it is a free market, and, and you know, if they would buy a book on that, I might. Uh, website, okay. yeah. website, very easy. It's uh, mrwriter dot com. M i s t e r w r i t e r dot com. Um, everything's on there: interviews, book links, uh, reviews. Um, Adding a lot of video stuff, um, trying to do lots of contests. Um, that was just one. Um, just to get a lot of interaction. And uh, I like interacting with readers. I like hearing what they, what they liked and didn't like. And I don't, I don't need them to give me a five-star review because I think, uh, in a way, you're almost better off with four or whatever if they had an issue with it. It adds authenticity, I think, than just everybody having five stars. So. Well, yeah. Normally, well, I mean, if I, if I get a five-star, I think, geez, that's yeah. pretty bad if you think I'm a five-star writer. <laughs> <laughs> I see. A little self-esteem issue here. Oh, huh? total self-esteem issue. Just awful. Uh, Hiding but, behind the microphone, yeah. That's, you know, I do all sorts of things behind the microphone. So, uh, so you're going to be putting I'm videos. Sure. Videos out. Wow. I, I had done videos before. Um, for Skin videos? A, no, no, actually. Um, <laughs> not, not quite. I don't think you want to see me naked. Um, the... Uh, the <laughs> Uh, before Jerry Seinfeld did Coffee and Cars with Comedians, about a year and a half before that, I did a series of videos for a blog, a very uh, well-trafficked blog in California. It was called um, Bits and Pieces. And um, it was just a four-minute narration in the car with the seatbelt on, on different topics like people walking around looking at the cell phones all day long. Um, so those I found got a good viewership. And so I'm going to do similar things. I'm also inviting authors to submit a... 10 to 15 second video pitch of their book, which I'll post because I believe in encouraging other authors. Um, you know, stuff like that, rather amusing things. So, and uh, and I'm thinking that video, the video uh, happy hour might actually be, you know, Jerry Seinfeld can steal that one next. 
Yeah, well, yeah, they got to get their idea somewhere, right? I mean, yeah. no one's going to watch it if you do it. <laughs> Cocktails with celebrities in cars, right? <laughs> yeah. Somebody. Yeah, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. They don't see me doing it. That's just never going to happen. So. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. they got to get their ideas. They're getting old. They're losing their stuff. I mean, Tell me about it, man. It's real tough. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, what they're doing. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm not going there. So, how yourself. Whoa. Yeah. Well, a little bit, yeah, because I got to right. remember that sometimes I get in trouble and I have to be careful. So. Uh-huh. Okay. But, so, where, where, where to next? Are you just going to put out the next part of this book? How, how, how many do you decide to write in a series, or do you, do you sort of go with it as it goes, or do you oh, plan this out? This one, I had um, two already figure it out with a third one as a likelihood. Um, of course, if the book doesn't do well, then it'll be two. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I can already tell you the third one, if you want to hear a title for the third book, it's called Portugal Dead. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So we started in Texas. The second book's actually set in Los Angeles. And the third book will obviously be set in Portugal. Well, yeah. I mean, you have a theme to each country that you're going to kill everyone in, or yeah, it's about killing everybody. No, the the <laughs> the, the storyline actually continues. Book two is a revenge story, um, so that's why I think it's going to be pretty strong. And book three is for those people who've made it through book two are looking for a nice happily ever after story. Is there to really just destroy their illusions about that? Oh, great. So, you, revenge. Everybody right? dies in the end. Yeah. And you got the no. revenge thing, so is that personal? Then, you know? The revenge one? No. Well, the rev- uh, no, no, it's not personal. Oh, but right. I think a lot of people will identify it as, uh, yeah. not as me, but I mean, I think they will identify it in their own lives. It's about people in your lives that you wish maybe you hadn't been so nice to. Hmm. So. Which is almost everyone. But, <laughs> you know. Ah, well, it's certainly been an interesting conversation. The highlight yeah, it's been fun. of the I've week, enjoyed it. you know, it's yeah. been it's been good, and we've learned of the a whole lot. week of the whole week. The whole week, oh, by far. Oh man, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> flattered. By far. Really no, yeah. you haven't seen the guests we've had. <laughs> <laughs> I would, yeah. Don't don't get too too excited there. Yeah. But but that's okay. I mean, and like I said, we've learned so much. We learned that um, you like to write books in the park. Uh huh. Here we go. <laughs> no, I just I'm still stuck on that. So he uh, he does skin flicks for his videos. Uh, skin flicks and, videos. And, and he's got a lot of pus- pussy movies. Don't forget that. Pussy, huh? yeah. pussy skin movies. And mm-hmm. on, so go to his website. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. So so here's the here's a question for you. So now having heard all of this, yeah. what audience of yours is going to be buying my book? <laughs> I think we found the perfect people. <laughs> I think we found we narrowed dead in. Narrowed it down, yeah. yeah. Just, to, just to you two, right? That, yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you're going to have. Uh, they won't be able to print them fast enough. Yeah, well, one can only hope. Mm. Well, our, our guest has been the great uh, writer of Texas Dead, William Ginsberger. Thank you for thank, being here. Thank you very much. It's been fun. Thanks, Wayne. To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Well, good night. This has been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.